2: Cheaters, welcome to the always cheating podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Great, Josh. Good to be
3: here. I think, uh, before we get into the FPL action, and I guess we have to talk a little bit about what's going on with the FPL site and the deadline, <laughs> let's just say this. Um, as evidenced by us spending 10 minutes talking about our favorite passes from this weekend mm-hmm. in the Premier League, yes. We are being spoiled right now for quality in the Premier League. I think it's fair to say. I think that yeah. the league is in a groove. There are so many great teams. Even the bad teams look pretty good. I mean, the Wolves were even scoring goals this weekend. Now, yeah. before you respond to my declaration that the Premier League is in a groove, grand statement that it is, um, I'm really sad that we won't have Ralph Ralph, Hausenhudel. Ralph, 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 mm-hmm to kick around anymore oh
2: that's how true. are you taking you, this news I, yeah well i'm taking it fine you're the one who's <laughs> been in the anti-heisenhuttle uh, bandwagon for years i don't even know you've never believed in him I, I think it was the vest i think when he started wearing that vest regularly you kind of something something broke in you and you've never really now, been able to uh you know, now that,
3: that hassenhuttle is gone is it going to be like sherlock holmes uh if moriarty Parishes, like, am I gonna be? Uh, will I be a man without purpose, uh, without a yeah. villain watching the league now? <laughs>
2: There's so many villains. I mean, it's part of what makes the drama so fun, right? I mean, Ronaldo played. I, did he, I think he played the full ninety today. I mean, we so we have uh, villains to, to no effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to no effect. Yeah, it's he can do anything and still play ninety minutes for yeah. them. But and wear the
3: captaincy armband. I, I I I think that that's such a strange decision by Eric Ten Hag. But what do you think about that statement that the Premier League is in an incredible groove right now, or watching some great football?
2: I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's you know, it the fantasy game should always be a supplement to. I mean, this is what made the the year. The, the you know two thousand twenty twenty one that 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 first season kind of post COVID I realized mm-hmm. COVID was still was still rampant then but they played without fans in the stadium which was a very reasonable thing to do but the only thing you were really watching was was for you were watching for the game because the matches mm-hmm. weren't very good there was there wasn't a lot of drama even I feel like even the games themselves they were just a little too crazy, right? That was the year when you had the, mm-hmm. the 7-2 Villa win of her, you know, it was mm, still Liverpool. a very good, very good Liverpool squad. And, yeah. I, you know, I just feel like it's, it really became the game was the reason you were still watching, and I, I felt like. And this time around, the the football is so good. The you know, last, yesterday, the Saturday, those games were terrific. I mean, all of them across the board. The Leeds match was incredible, as you mm. said. The Bright, Brighton Wolves was was a two like about as close to a thriller. You know, as Wolves can play. Uh, obviously, fantasy wise, maybe more than in real life, the that Man City. But I mean, the last twenty minutes of that Man City Fulham match were pretty compelling even even throwing fantasy out of the door for a minute because it was the most one-sided I think I've ever seen in a, a 10 v 11 like <laughs> they were full and were up I I don't think they quite knew what to do I don't think they quite had the you know knew if they should actually try to win that match or not and I it felt like they were sort of between two worlds and yeah. At some point, they should have just gone all in and said, we just want a point. That's all we want. We just want a point. And I guess they they almost got away with it, if Kevin Bruyne hadn't... I, I think that's... A, you know, there's sort of that good play or a little cheaty. And to me, I think what he did was was good play. You, you feel a little bit of weight. It's the last minute of extra time. You have to fall. Yeah. Everyone falls down there.
3: It's, it's within the sort of, uh, you know, the dark arts of the game. And as a Fulham supporter, I... Hated to see that. As somebody mm-hmm. who didn't have De Bruyne, I doubly hated to see that fantasy-wise. <laughs> A Fulham, I think, were okay to play for the draw there, being away from home and if like you, you play City your' general, most teams are outclassed. Ten men, it's it's almost like there is this logic of sometimes teams are better when they go down to ten men because suddenly they have even more space to yeah. uh, work with and City are a team particularly school to understand uh space on on the pitch but yeah it was a little naive and I think Fulham being without Mitrovic a little rudderless in terms of like well if we were to go for the win what does that even look like is Vinicius like I'm not sure anybody in that squad has uh, any sort of relationship with Vinicius at this point so um yeah odd, odd game and um, disappointing result for Arsenal fans more than anybody else, honestly. Arsenal could have been four points yeah. clear, and they could put in yet another incredible performance in that match against uh, they Chelsea. So, they yeah.
2: were so good today. Yeah. It was that it was really really super impressive match. I mean, another Gabriel Jesus goal that that should have been that that wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to own him in fantasy at this point. He's just
3: Jesus he, he, and Darwin are just battling it out for ineffective superstar f- forwards at, th- at the moment who will yeah. win They'll
2: And they'll both get there. they will probably both end up with 15 plus goals this season, but man, it's a, a frustrating stretch for both of them. And I think, uh, back in the City thing, just for a second, that was a frustrating match for, for both of us. Uh, for me, I dropped, uh, Mosala to bring in Kevin De Bruyne and it's a real the 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 Cancelo red card is a real sliding doors moment in that match because uh at that point you're just honestly hoping I didn't even know really just to maybe get an assist basically what happened is what was was like the most I could hope for in that match right like maybe Kevin De Bruyne gets an assist and mm-hmm. a couple of bonus points uh but we kind of don't know what that match looks like if there not that red card and uh obviously in your case you ended up captaining Cancelo and so we wanted to talk a little bit and it's not like we have solutions here and, and or anything and I don't want to just turn this into like some long complaining session. I don't think that's very interesting. But this is now I think the second time in two or three weeks where this site has crashed 15 minutes before the deadline. And it mm-hmm. sounds like you were I had made my move the night before because I was just I I was going out that night. I was like, I, I don't trust myself to wake up in the morning. I'm just going to go ahead and, and make this move. Uh, but what? walk me through where you were. I guess it was at 9.15 <laughs> Eastern time uh, yesterday. Yeah.
3: yeah um, I, I guess for you, the move was a little bit more straightforward, Salah, to, to De Bruyne, because you could be quite confident that De Bruyne is going to start. And I had Foden. And so a lot of what I wanted to do for this game week hinged upon, well, is Foden starting or not? So, yeah, 15 minutes before the deadline, I had already spent roughly an hour scrolling Twitter, waiting for leaks to happen. Because I kind of slept on the leaks the week before, and I felt like, well, I'm not going to let this happen again. So it's, I think it's not just this season. It's been for years that the site is liable to break down moments before the deadline. This is not the first time we've seen this happen. So there is the sort of parental chastising argument of like, well, you should have known this was going to happen if you wait till the last minute. And that's where you get into the discussion of is the issue, not with the site, but with the, uh, the game week deadline for, for setting your team. For me personally, when that team leak news broke and it was definitely Foden not starting, definitely Holland on the bench, there were two things that were on my mind. One, captaining Cancelo, moving captaincy from Holland to Cancelo. And the other was, do I actually want to take a minus four to get De Bruyne in? And what that would have looked like was Kane out for Callum Wilson and De Bruyne in for Phil Foden. Um, the, the, the game, the site breaking down pretty much kind of saved me in in that respect. So that's fine. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not fun to have your agency taken away from you, but then the weird thing that happened for me was I was trying to move my captaincy around. And if you look at my team, you'd be like, well, okay, Brandon, I get your logic that you moved the captaincy to Cancelo, but then why is your vice captaincy on Holland? That makes no sense. So what happened was I was trying to move my captaincy around, and then the site wasn't recognizing that I had done that. Only mm. after the game updated and the game week started did I see it actually did register the captaincy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think on the whole, I'm the least of the casualties, even though, man, uh, that red card was brutal. But there are people yeah. like um, our friend Emil, uh, inadvertently played his free hit in all of the uh <laughs> oh,
2: no. just, and and he
3: <laughs> right now he 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 has what his best uh overall rank of his entire f p l career and he's like is this is this gonna really uh you know he seismically alter the trajectory of his season because the f p l site is just junk so there are a lot yeah. of managers out there who uh are just tilting. And 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 I think it's I think you, the problems were were various degrees of small, medium, and great in terms of how it impacted your deadline experience in your team. Uh, I think it will look I don't want to say trivial, but I think the impact on people's individual teams are probably it's probably not as great as it feels right now. The the yeah. all the anguish is because. We're pouring so much enthusiasm and effort into this game, and what we're getting in return is not even any feedback from the FPL site to say, "Sorry, we uh, totally uh, screwed Dropped up the hair. deadline there for you." So, so that 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 was my experience. How how are you feeling? I, you you dodged any deadline catastrophe. Uh, but did, yeah. did this weekend change or alter or evolve your ideas about the site or the deadline at all?
2: Well, it made me think that the this kind of uh, this idea that moving the deadline from sixty minutes to ninety minutes is going to fix everything uh, was clearly wrong, and that people would ultimately just find like so there's always oh, I mean yeah. these these it's like, it's are like var
3: it's like VAR, isn't it, Josh? Like you can, oh, if we just introduce video assistant refereeing, then suddenly yeah. officiating will be perfect. Well, yeah. no, because you haven't actually addressed the problem that is the officiating um, yeah. or some might say yeah. the rules. Um, so my, anyway. My feeling
2: uh, is, yeah, yeah. well, you no, know, no, exactly. I mean, my, my feeling is just that they, they should have, what they should have done is change the deadline to... Uh, a minute before the first match and i know that there are people in different countries like countries that are in time zones where you have to wake up in the middle of the night or or make you know transfers but the thing is you kind of already have to do that now because it, you know if, if everyone in the, in europe is getting this information then that's just an incredible edge if you're awake when these leaks are happening, because right now it's and even though it's just the first match, you wouldn't think it'd make that big of a difference. But it happens a lot. Like quite often the first match of the game week features a pretty sizable team. and there's not infrequently some pretty big breaking news. And if the only people who are getting that information right now are people who are up, you know, for us, for you and me brand, we'd have to wake up at five thirty, five forty five uh, Eastern time on a Saturday morning. Right, I, I have a kid. Like I, I, I need that extra sleep, Brandon. I need, I need. Mm-hmm. I do not, not want to wake up at five forty-five just, just to see if I can get some breaking news. But if it's a little bit later, then at least. There's a full then at that point you'd have you'd have just the, the team sheet would come out. There'd be a full hour. The site would invariably break every single time for the first 30 minutes, just like it does right now. Right. Where that you can't even get on the the site is your team until everything loads. And um, but at least you have, have a full hour to adjust it. You know, people could in different time zones just set an alarm and wake up and see it because right now this thing its like leaks for those in the, because uh, the leaks are going to keep happening, right? So it's, right now it's just the leaks for people in that time zone. And I just, it bugs me because it feels like there's ultimately an edge that they have extra information that we don't have access to. I mean, I guess we do have access to it, but I don't want to wake up at 5 AM for it. I'd rather have this kind of hour window when I could wake up over the team shoot were out any any moment in that hour. And I could go in and I could figure out what I want to do. And and change my mm. team, so that's yeah. I know you're not totally on board with this. I,
3: I don't think that that's exactly the problem, though. the The as you say, the leaks will happen regardless. So it's arbitrary when the deadline is. the The significant problem that people experienced this weekend was the site crashed. Yeah, and if you move the deadline to a minute before the first kickoff like the, the the problems with the site i presume will get even worse so i don't see how that helps anybody
2: i just don't get it like i play multiple other fantasy games i i play this espn nfl fantasy you can make all of your moves until a minute before the deadline no problem at all site never crashes game starts up you can check your your, your player runs for four yards instantly updated you know exactly what happened the ncaa tournament brandon you and i play the ncaa mm. tournament this you know every, every year millions and millions and millions and millions <laughs> and millions of people mm-hmm. use this exact thing yeah you can go in you can change everything that you want for your ncaa tournament bracket until minutes before the deadline the game kicks off instantly everything is fine yeah. you can see every other every single person's team mm-hmm. all of their brackets there's real time updating of the scores you can see mm-hmm. if you all, all your teams you can see how everybody's doing no problem at all. No lag, and so I. And these are all free. It's not like I'm paying. Some yeah. these are all free things that are that are available. And it's sort of like the Twitter blue verification stuff that's going on right now. It's like I don't necessarily want a better Twitter. I'm not like yeah. It's like, I just want something like I don't know. If I'm gonna give you money, give me something that. Like, I don't know. Like I actually yeah. would happily pay money for a for a fantasy game that worked better. Mm-hmm. I would I, I'm not saying I paid 20 bucks a month but would I pay one ninety nine a month or, or one ninety nine or, or I don't even know like some token amount of money to so that they can have servers that that work I guess <laughs> like, yeah. like, I mean I yeah. don't want to sound too harsh because we've had we have a great relationship with you know with the folks at, at the fantasy game we've you know done lots of stuff with them over the years and so I don't want to sound like we're just and again, it's it, this is not important. Like I'm not, you know, I, I don't want to go on and be so dramatic about this while there's like mm-hmm. a war in Ukraine happening. But like, but you know, in the context of like playing this game that we throw our, that we put ourselves into, this i like the, this idea that like the site is sort of like putting one hand behind our back is just frustrating. It's just it just it's sort of it's aggravating. And like, they are people, and the people who get screwed are the ones who care the most. And that's that's sort of yeah. what's extra frustrating. It's the people who really tried to do the best they could with this with you know late breaking information and I don't know so uh, the other alternative I guess is to set the deadline like eight hours before the match or whatever but that to Mm -hmm. me is just silly that you know you should be able to in England wake up like you you and I have done our UK trips wake up at 10 a.m have your breakfast sit down make your transfers I, Mm -hmm. I think that that is fine but I don't know. This 90 minutes thing just feels like it's, it worked for a little while. And then I don't even know, like people just got better at leaking. And clearly these team sheets are not put together. It's not like Pep's, Pep's not putting together his lineup, you know, on the bus from the, From the hotel to the stadium, the he wakes up. He wakes up like the
3: family and Home Alone, where he's like, <laughs> "Oh no,
2: I, uh, <laughs> I forgot Kevin, to pick the lineup. Yeah, where's Kevin De Bruyne? He's not in my lineup." Kevin.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's true. I I, I I imagine it's a it's a server thing, I guess. And I guess. so, uh, to, to the, to the, does the gang in the FPL office just have to lobby for bigger budget from from the league? office and i don't think they're going to get a bigger budget for server space mid-season as somebody who has a has a has a pretty uh, good idea of how budgets sort of trickle down from the executive office so
2: um maybe they're maybe they're on it maybe their fiscal year ends in december brandon (laughs) maybe hopefully that's a good yeah yeah that's a good thought maybe maybe there is hope
3: yeah Yeah. but um you know sometimes you have
2: money left over in the budget too and you're like oh we got to spend this or we can't use it so maybe maybe they go out there and buy a hard drive (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah I, I
3: think you're i think you're right though that the fpl site i think for many years now has spent a lot of effort trying to cater to the the casual fan which sure. there's a lot of logic to that like sure. were you talking about how well nFL fantasy works here i think i I recently googled it cuz we were talking about it like roughly 50 million people in the US would be playing NFL fantasy during a a 12 week season and that uh that dwarfs the 10 million that play FPL for a league that has a big, more global popularity um but uh the the point is um it makes sense to bring to try and boost that that number of number of managers who play FPL but you can't do that at the expense of who your biggest, you know, grassroots marketers are. And that's the right. people who are the right. hardcore fans of FPL. So instead yeah. of your li- your your strategy being catering to the casual fan who's not really going to spread the gospel of FPL, cater to the, you know, the one million total nerds out there like us. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, not, not, I'm not saying yeah. content creators. I'm just saying like the people who in, who listen to podcasts like this, uh, right. and we will be the flag bearers for FPL. And uh, I'll see what see where that goes. That's just uh, what I'm thinking.
2: I think there are roughly one million FPL content creators though. Now, Brandon, yeah, <laughs> they're, uh, they're, about, <laughs> they're about eight when we started. And yeah. uh, uh, all right, well that that is uh, so. Ultimately, game week. Fifteen was, I guess, it, it didn't feel great. Um, like, I, I finished on 56 points. I, certainly, in, in all the mini leagues that I'm in, it felt like everyone did better than me. But then I look at my overall rank, and I'm at 39K. I didn't really slip that far at all. So uh, I'm just going to chalk this one up as a not great week, but not so bad either. And like you said, it you know when you look at it, it always feels worse than it is, and it isn't really that bad. I mean, I moved... Um, you know, th- I think part of it is it's, you know, it's that for- I know you just talked about this in your well, last week when you talked about your wild card, but the frustration of, of taking out players that have done really well, you know, my last two transfers were um, uh, Zaha out for Saka, uh, Zaha gets, you know, goal and assist today, and then the transfer this week was uh, Salah out for KDB and KDB outscores uh, or, or you know, solid scores K B by eight but again mm-hmm. seems like a lot because you're like oh my gosh kevin you know Salah had a brace but i mean kevin Bruyne had seven right so it's an eight point difference i mean eight points is just not something that y- y- you should be so boiling mad about right <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. just, it's just it's just sort of frustrating but it's not it's not the end of the world so anyway that, that's where i finished uh, 56 points a, a small red arrow but but no big no big deal Um, How about you? How'd you end up finishing in the end?
3: I finished on 53. So if you're looking at me on Saturday, after the first slate of fixtures, I'm on one point. And it was like, I died. I went to (laughs) heaven, Josh. And uh, yeah, do you ever watch the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show?
2: yeah I did I like that show do you
3: remember like Buffy dies and like maybe season five and then season six her friends uh bring her back to life and they're yeah. like Buffy why are you so depressed like you're alive again and she's like well it kind of sucks because when I died I, I went to heaven and it was beautiful and I wanted to stay there and now I'm back here on <laughs> earth
2: it's such a heavy um, concept for, like a yeah. CW tv show like it's a, whatever network that was on I remember that so well and it was like haunting yeah. to me yeah even, it, you know. it was yeah. haunting well that <laughs> That was
3: me. That was me. After the Cancelo red card, captaincy debacle, and then slowly but surely, my friends brought me back to life with the Danny Ward clean sheet, and then on Sunday returns from Saka, from Trippier, and from Darwin and Kane. So forwards were abysmal for the, for the most part, but they saved all their yeah. best action for for the last uh, fixture of the game week. Finishing on 53, I feel like I was assuming I was going to finish on one point after that city match. Yeah. So I'm kind of OK with this, even though I have yeah. dropped another 100K spots of like in absolute free fall down to 507K, uh, which wow. I've, I've dropped 400,000 spots since game week 10. So bring on this World Cup break and uh, yeah. another wild card because I need some help.
2: Yeah, you seem. I don't know. Mo- emotionally, you seem better than last Sunday. You know, last Sunday the, that game week after a world after a wild card is a a lot of energy is spent on a wild card. You know, and Yeah, have I think go I might. I, 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 yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I, I might be in. Uh, you just got to laugh territory at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, it is. It's. I think it's important for fantasy managers where you you're in a bad place to. Uh, just sort of recognize what you can control. And I think I understand that this upcoming week is the last week before the world cup break. And this, it is largely out of my control because how much am I going to change my team for game week 16 we're going to talk about what would the ideal squad look like for game week 16 in a minute so maybe there's a a necessary minus four or minus eight that i can take but i had two free transfers going into this game week it's generally out of my control now i had to make two smart transfers and then i get to reset my team so i've gone from wild card stunk totally blew it there to all right, now what? Now what do we do next? You have right. to, so you have to move on. Productive. You have to
2: look forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, that's. I think that's the the productive way to approach. It. I just to quickly ask uh, because I feel like people might be wondering about this as a Fulham supporter. Do you have any thoughts on? Whether Mitro plays next uh, next Sunday, like what was that like? Was he just that? Was that his week to get a rest before the World Cup, or what do you think? I think was was the. Issue? I haven't
3: seen any details, but i um, I believe it's just like the niggling injury that he's had since the last international break, where that with ankle. Serbia he tweaked his ankle mm-hmm. a bit. Yep. So um, part of me thinks maybe it was. Listen, we're going to the Etihad. It's hopeless, let's just, yeah, let's give Mitro a rest. I, he wants to be, ready. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he wants, and he, you know, the form he's in for club and country, he wants to be going strong into the World Cup for Serbia. So, I, but does that then mean that he comes out and, and definitely plays strong minutes next week? Uh, I don't know, so. I I think yep. we have to wait and hear more from Marcos Silva this week. I have no real answer in terms of what to expect in game week sixteen.
2: Okay, yeah, that's I'm sort of that that really so much of what I do this week kind of hinges on on what I you know what happens there. Although ultimately the move I make would be like probably like a super unsexy move of like Dominic Solanke in. But let's you know mm. let's let's maybe maybe that's something to get excited about. We can talk more about Dominic Solanke and how I'm just. I don't know. I was I was sort of impressed with 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 Bournemouth a little bit this weekend, and I was enjoying watching Solanke play. I'm like, man, am I am I turning into a Dominic Solanke fan? This mm-hmm. this like, a, so uh-huh. what 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 is happening to my body right now? As I as a root for for <laughs> going for through like
3: Bournemouth yeah. puberty.
2: Bournemouth, by the way, they have had some heartbreakers. I mean, that 4-3... <laughs> they, they
3: can't defend. This is their, their, their Achilles yeah. heel, it seems. They can score but goals that, now, which is a miracle.
2: Yeah. But that, the 3-2 loss to Spurs followed by the 4-3 with Leeds. Those, are, those yeah. are gut-punched losses twice in a row. I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not... Uh, this podcast, burn is not based out of the south of England. Because I, I imagine it's a, you know, they're all wearing black right now. That's just a tough, yeah.
3: tough well, thing he, to recover is, from. Is it because of the cherries or is it because uh, poor old Hassenhudel has been given his Viking funeral?
2: <laughs> right, that's true. A lot of sadness right now on the, <laughs> in the South Coast. Uh, you always, there's are still Brighton, thankfully. Um, all right, well, let's let's read out the top 10 of the always cheating Super League here. We got uh, Rob Duncan uh, in 10th. In 9th is Oliver Fennelly. In 8th is Joshua Blumenstock in seventh is question mark man united heart uh, in uh sixth is sveinig arnenson fifth mark jordan fourth luca Matreski. third artem our uh second is graham mcblaine and good name, Graham McBlane. I like that. Sounds it like a, uh, sounds like a detective. Uh, and then in first place, we have Sarah Edge. We talked about Sarah last week's pod, and look at that. Sarah, 89 points, is uh, in first place in the Super League. I think she's around 50, uh, 50th place uh, in the world, too, which, you know, I, as, as, as we, you, know, you and I both know, there's more than 10 million managers. That is uh, yeah. extremely, extremely impressive. So congrats yeah. to Sarah and everybody else in the top 10
3: that's awesome and a quick shout out for our patreon supporters before we take a break new supporters christopher brenna and soccer files canada thank you christopher and shout out for soccer files canada they reached out to us and said uh, it's good to hear other voices from north america talking cogently about uh england's game josh uh, they still claim ownership (laughs) over is it coming home it uh, could be coming home to the United States of America in guitar, but Soccer Files Canada has put out some, uh, some cool world cup preview content. If you wish to seek that out, if you want to thank Josh and I for what we do every week, visit us at patreoncom slash always cheating, where you can uh, support us and get more FPL content in return, including an ad free extra podcast each week, closer to the game week deadline. Also our ever blossoming Slack community t-shirts at the higher tier and so much
2: more. Again, that's patreon.com slash alwayscheating. All right, Brad, let's take a break. We'll get back, we're gonna talk about maximizing game week 16, the final FPL game week before the Premier League takes a six weeks break for the World Cup.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
2: All right, we're back game week 16. It's a very interesting spot. So for anyone who has not been following this that closely, today. We've talked about a lot of the pop, but then, you know, I was just talking to someone about this uh, a while ago. And, and so I'm not sure it's, you know, completely well known. I mean, I actually know some people who who weren't sure if the Premier League was, was stopping at all. Right. And so uh, it is <laughs> the Premier League is next Sunday are the, are the final batch of Premier League matches from now until you know from next Sunday until December 26th, you know, a.k.a. Boxing Day in the UK. That is when matches resume. So it the World Cup is being squeezed in on like a long weekend. It's ridiculous. Like they are the World Cup starts a week from Sunday, like a a week a week from today, and as we're recording, and then the World Cup ends. They play it all the way through to the end. And then a week later, the Premier League starts back up. So there is no it's it's all gonna happen very quickly. And in fantasy-wise, that sort of two interesting things happen. One is that Game Week 16 is a universal free roll, which is sort of interesting because mm-hmm. you often get a universal free roll. Or obviously, you do get the. I don't. Know, I don't know keep using universal free roll, but you know, for the final keep game week, keep using the season, it, Josh. I'm really into it. Yeah, for game week 38, that is, kind of, that is sort of the same thing because obviously this transfer is for the last game week, but that tends to be a little bit different in that case because you are often either trying to get into a spot in one of your money uh, you know one of your money leagues or you're trying to hold somebody off or you're just trying to go crazy with a move and just see if you can jump you know 10 places or whatever in a mini league uh whereas right now it's it's we're too early in the season to be thinking that extreme uh but it is a chance for everybody to basically just take a one-week flyer on anybody and the reason that is is because once game week 16 ends Every single person playing this game gets unlimited transfers from now until Boxing Day when matches kick off. So you have 6 weeks. You can get in there every day, Brandon. Just just tink- just ignore the World Cup Love and just it. get in there and tinker with your team. Uh and Do you uh, know, you know just, Happen yeah.
3: to know how the pricing um algorithm is meant to work cuz I think yeah, the I as frozen, I understand man. Yeah, yeah, I thought so because typically if a wildcard transfer doesn't play into the price change calculation and during the World Cup yeah. we'll all essentially be on wildcard. So I, there's yeah. not going to be a lot of playing the price market during the World no. Cup six-week period, you just, which I think is really freeing, which means you don't have to be checking in every day on your FPL team. You can kind of focus on enjoying. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put enjoying in scare quotes there um, uh, the Qatar World Cup.
2: I feel like I'll probably go in and maybe after. Game, I mean, honestly, I, you could set your Game Week Seventeen team once once the matches kick off on on Saturday. But I, you know, I You've think I'll, I'll probably bus go in. you got to. It's a bus game, Josh.
3: You, you got to set game. that bus
2: team exactly. I mean, you, six week commas. Those are probably even more common than the one <laughs> week true. ones that we <laughs> refer to. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and so I, I think that it's. I, I'm gonna go in there and. and I'll, The one thing that's really important is to make sure you've got Holland and Salah on your team, right? Those are the two, the two players that do, you know, that will, that will not play uh, the the two great, arguably the two best players in the Premier League will not be playing at the World Cup. Um, I guess, you know, Kevin De Bruyne and Kerry Kane deserve a shot there as well, but uh, certainly two of the five best are not, will not be playing in the World Cup. And so just grab those guys, put them in your squad, Captain one, vice captain the other. Everything else you can kind of worry about uh, closer to Boxing Day. And I, I, I don't like know if Paraguay that's
3: is good. in the World Cup, Josh. So you might want to put Almiron in there too, because that's true. he's basically Incredible. Ballon Dor quality at this
2: point. You were you were talking about how good the matches are, and that that's part of the fun for me. Even even as his ownership creeps dangerously high, for you know neither of us have him in our squad uh, at the moment. Let's see, we'll, yeah. you know, let's see where we are in a second here. Yeah, but,
3: and you talk about Salah. Uh, and I think, well, I don't think I know. Salah has been a very contentious player all this first half of the Premier League season. Assuming uh, what you know historically about Salah, you look at Liverpool's run coming back from the World Cup, and it's Villa, Leicester, Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, Wolves, Everton, Newcastle, Palace. It's a, it's a rather good run, all things considered. Yeah. About as good a run as you could hope for for a player like Salah, so I think we can kind of put the solid debate to one side for a while yep. just for for that sake
2: yeah and I I think it's going to be really and, and you and I are going to focus on the world cup during the world cup we're not going to be doing fantasy content we'll talk more about that next week but I think for us in the lead up to Boxing. I just wouldn't take FPL too seriously during the World Cup because we don't know who's coming back and when, and I think we'll have mm-hmm. a lot more clarity about that after the World Cup concludes. After we know how far some clubs made it. I mean, if England makes the final, you know, let's let's see. I mean, you know, maybe they'll it'll rematch with the United States in the, in the World Cup final. Brandon, <laughs> uh, <to> <laughs> when uh, so when we meet them there, uh, you would think that. Uh, it's going, to have, it's going to have a pretty big impact, but no, seriously. I mean, you know, let's say Belgium. I don't even know what the draw looks like, but you know, let's. I mean, exactly. I mean, I know what the groups are, but I don't know how the draw would all work. But let's say that Belgium and England play in the in the World mm-hmm. Cup final. There's no way that Kevin De Bruyne is going to be back playing for Man City the following Saturday. There's no highly highly unlikely that Harry Kane is going to be back playing for Spurs a week later. It just doesn't really now. Some of the if they get eliminated early, you know, if, if South Korea doesn't make it to the elimination rounds. Yeah. Sun's probably back with Spurs fairly quickly and and he'll be he should he should play that day. And so um, I just don't want to be worrying about it too much. I want to kind of wait until maybe a week before. And ideally, what I want to do is uh, Christmas night, you know, do the do the presents and have fun with the family. Uh, I'm a mm. bit of a night owl, Brandon. So that's you know, that's really. I just want to happily spend a few hours on Christmas night uh, tinkering with my squad. That's really uh, what I plan to do right at the moment.
3: I love that on on your phone under the lights of the Christmas tree and uh, the <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, you know the the Peanuts <laughs> Christmas uh, soundtrack playing in the Vistarali. background. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love this. Yeah, yeah this is. A I mean, it's annual anyway, I've
2: been honestly. I've been. I've, I've, I do this even without the World Cup. I, you know the the festive fixtures are. Uh, an annual highlight for me. I love, I love uh, the 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 you know the kind of game of trying to get your team ready. Anyway, we are we are not even focused on the game week. <laughs> that's the, the whole point <laughs> is that you have all these transfers to come. So let, let's enjoy game week sixteen. Make the most of it. I I, I think that there is some room here. The, the, what I find kind of tricky, and so what I did just just for fun is I put together a uh, game week sixteen. If money were no object, squad. I kind of. Did this in a funky way because uh, I, was, I was worried I was going to screw up my own team or accidentally hit save or something like that. So I, I created a new account and, and, and put this team together. Are you saying uh, you have some
3: anxiety about how the FPL site functions at the moment? Is that what you're telling me?
2: Yeah, I didn't even know about poor Emil and the the free hit, but I, 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 I couldn't risk it. Yeah, poor one out. Uh, that's really tough. And so I, uh, I I started to put together this squad and I realized because of price changes, it doesn't really make any sense. Like I was, I was trying to have some cheapies in there as well, just to just for structure. But anyway, so I put together a, a squad of just players that I would want if I was, if I was free hitting this week, what, what a possible team would look like, or if I was just looking at a range of options, defenders, midfielders, forwards, these are some players that I would be considering. Um, and so maybe I'll work Usually we go defense to forward, but let's do this in reverse this time, Brandon, because I think us like do it. Mm-hmm. interesting place to be. So one thing you'll notice about game week 16 right off the bat is it is a really good game week for the kind of best fantasy assets. Uh, Man City <laughs> yeah. hosts Brentford. Liverpool hosts Southampton. Spurs host Leeds, so boom, 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 right there. You could, you could, if you weren't a free here, you could just make a squad with nine of those players, and maybe well, Spurs is a little trickier. But let's say eight, you could, you could maybe justify Hugo Lloris or something like that. Actually, Perisic, I think Perisic, if you know, I, I think he's actually a, a reasonable one-week gamble type player because he is playing. Um, assuming that they 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 roll this out again, he's basically playing as a as in the Sun role. Right? I mean, he should have, but well, he did hit the crossbar and so, the post today. It's yeah, ridiculous. So
3: insane. Conte has, he gets closer and closer to his goal of starting 15 defenders. Now, I understand you can only play 11 <laughs> players in a squad, but uh, it was, it was, he's going to sound for a little on. Yeah, it's, it's exactly, it's all within the rules of the game. It's more nuanced than this person's a defender and this person's an attacker, but by and large, Conte played 10 defenders, including Lurice and Harry Kane. Now, I think um, Kulusevski being healthy does change what Conte can do in game week 16. And I think yeah. Kulusevski is up there with Perisic in terms of great one-week punts. Maybe even better, I think, just given how uh, Spurs just always look better. Just look back to la- the late last season and early this season. Kulusevski is so good. So if he's healthy again... Uh, he and Perisic seem interchangeable in terms of great game-weight yeah. 16 punts.
2: By the way, that Kane goal was remarkable. I feel like you often see people try that goal. Like, that is a goal from that angle that a lot of players try. And usually that ball it either skies over the bar or it lands harmlessly in the goalkeeper's hands. Like, the right. that finish was unbelievable um yeah his
3: his skill is he makes the contact that kane makes with the ball is so true almost Mm -hmm. always that's why he's such a great that man doesn't
2: have nightmares does he (laughs) kane sleeps straight through the night i feel like he puts his head in the pillow (laughs) he has such conviction right that he he goes to sleep (laughs) he dreams of um i don't even really know yeah he just he just dreams of of Lily Fields or something like that and then he and maybe then he wakes up the, the he, only problem he'd yeah. have
3: sleeping is because he's a mouth breather but maybe he has a CPAP <laughs> machine or something like that <laughs> yeah, you might have
2: said, yeah that's true uh, but a great a great friend from Kane and again another example of how and the reason that even if you're having a frustrating fantasy season it's fantasy gets you to watch these matches and then you get to see stuff like like that Kane goal or the Trippier pass or the pass for um, Gundo's pass to, for the Alvarez goal. And just, it was, it's funny because the Alvarez goal was such a, and I'm getting like way off course here, but that Alvarez goal was so like, the run was so beautiful and so perfect that I just assumed he had to be offside. And then you mm-hmm. want, you know, cause it was just, it was so clear through and then you watch it again and it was just, so exquisitely timed you know it was just an mm-hmm. absolutely perfectly timed run he wasn't even close to being outside it was really mm-hmm. remar- i mean i don't know maybe fulham's defense deserves some blame there but it, it really wasn't no no i sure. i I, yeah.
3: I think you're right it's just it's just a beautiful play by man city I mean fulham yeah maybe they can't really hold such a high line having such the slow center backs but that's you know it's the way fulham play it's it's Done them well throughout the course of the season, a 2-1 loss to, to City, so be it. But yeah, a yeah. great play. Let's look at it as a great play.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were very close to, to a very nice 1-1 draw there. All right, so anyway, so I put together, put together this team. Uh, and, I, and so when it comes to – this is not one of those game weeks where you're like, well, maybe I should double up on two – Brighton midfielder, you know, it's like no one else, no one really, it's not one of those weeks where every, all the top teams are playing each other and it sort of opens up the door for, mm-hmm. um, for, for these kind of random clubs. I actually feel like the transfers that I would be focused on making this week that I will be focused on making this week will be geared towards the top clubs. And so, uh, you know, I think that, I think it just, it, it just makes the most sense. And I, I actually would not, Close the door on not making a transfer, which feels insane to me, but I'm actually worried about about pulling a Brandon, you know, and just and just taking a taking a good squad and feeling like, well, I have to do this, and mm-hmm. and I've got, I you know, I have to I have to make the make the. I don't mean that, you know, I mean that.
3: I no no no, I, I hear yeah, what you're yeah. saying. It is what uh, happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, and so there's, a, there's that concern of like, can you over tinker? And I think that is actually. um I mean, what were you gonna do? Like, you couldn't go through the, you couldn't go into the, in, in, into like, you know, the, the World Cup break, not playing that wild card, right? I feel like you would you would have had regrets about that as well. You know, sure, what
3: been. I what I should have done is is played the wild card better, I guess. It was what would, would have been the better outcome. I had the Kevin yeah. De Bruyne draft and I had the Phil Foden draft. Hindsight being what it is, I cannot understand how I went with the Foden draft. KDB draft means I've got Almiron. KDB draft means I've got KDB. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) KDB draft means I captain KDB this week and I don't captain Cancelo. All these different things happen. So, um, yeah, it's a big swing. uh, but I, I, I yeah, I think we should do a post mortem on my wild card uh, later. Um, I, let's keep the focus on yeah. game week sixteen.
2: That 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 sounds good. That sounds good. Well, anyway, uh, so I've got uh, up front. So I, I, I had a little preamble there just to just to say that um, I also think that the one thing you should that uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I was about to like revive the form versus fixtures debate. Like just right, like just right okay. now, randomly thirty-five minutes in the last pod before that. Like, what really matters more? But man, we are seeing, we are really seeing form uh, drive a lot of incredible returns at the moment. Sort of regardless of who they're playing, and um, I, I do tend to be a, a fixtures guy ultimately. But it's hard to look at Almiron or Trossard and not want to be targeting them with your transfers. They are just really really consistent at the moment. And uh Almiron Almiron to me has the double bonus of I get to now watch matches with I, I get to watch Newcastle Masters and root for him because I really enjoyed him and I like I have just always kind of pulled for him and it's mm-hmm. great to see this this incredible run and uh, uh and Trossard that that to me is uh me I want to bring him in because then I can uh I can be the bigger man, Brandon, and just admit that I was that I was wrong. You know, once you actually, once you actually bring in that player that you were wrong about, all mm-hmm. that, all that kind of, it's you know, anxiety past. about, yeah, it's all in the past, exactly. So, um, so anyway, up front, I've got a uh, Holland and Kane. Uh, and then I felt like it was only fair for me to go a little cheaper, even with my money were no object swap. So uh, I've got Solanke in this spot. And I think you can make an argument, you can make an argument for Callum Wilson, uh, if he's healthy, it sounds like he just had a cold. Uh, that Chelsea defense, that Chelsea squad, just looks See, like like was... Frank
3: Sinatra. What's going on with this guy? Does anybody yeah, get like exactly. Frank Sinatra a has cold.
2: a cold? Yeah, exactly. That's like a New Yorker joke meets a, meets a, a, a. I don't even know. That's a. I, I think it's an Esquire, anyway, it an Esquire article, but Esquire. Okay. Divers. Well, when are you? yeah, sixties New York. Um, so, I, I think that that, that Chelsea squad. Does not feel like it was put together. It feels like a video game squad or something, doesn't it? Like it, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah. As a I know they've had some team. injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. It doesn't quite doesn't quite work. And so I, I would certainly expect Newcastle to score a goal or two uh, in that match. So you, you can make an argument for him. Uh, you can make an argument for. Well, what about Darwin? I mean, you you have Darwin right now. He certainly you know picked up an assist today. Had his chances. Had a. Really big chance late in that match where he hit the um, I hit the crossbar.
3: Yeah, I mean, thank God he was offside for one of those. I, I told my wife, I yeah. was like, "Well, I would that that offside flag saved me from defenestrating myself, so that was good." <laughs> um, but I, I I described Darwin as the good Skamaka. Now read into that what you will. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I can just tell you what I think. I think I liken, uh, owning Skamaka and fantasy to eating food out of a garbage can, uh, <laughs> Darwin. So, so Darwin's better than that, uh, for sure. Uh-huh. But we, we haven't hit full Darwin Nunez just yet. Is it going to no. happen this coming week? I think ultimately he's as good as any punt in your second or third striker category. You and I, I think we're, since we have Kane and Holland, you, you very well probably, you probably don't have the budget to bring in Darwin for that third striker yeah. slot, but if you do have that money, I think he's, I think I might give him the edge over Solanke, just because playing at home at Anfield uh, that and Southampton will be without a manager. Uh, it's an interesting time, and Darwin, he kind of he falls into that um, on category of, um, you know, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad, but he's always interesting and fun to watch. So uh, yeah. I've enjoyed uh, having Darwin in my fantasy teams, despite the frustration.
2: I think I think it's coming for him too. There's there's too many, and, and we know. I mean, you know, he was he was this player before he joined Liverpool, right? It, it, we know that there's a lot of a lot of talent there. And I, I, I think it's, it, it, I, I agree. I think it just may not come together right away. And that, that's, that would not be unlike a lot of recent Liverpool stars uh, to take a little while for it all to, to click. So, so yeah, let, let, let's see what happens there. I think that he, I, I just don't trust him quite enough to, to like advocate for like, you know, I, we have this ask Josh and Brandon thread on our, um, on our Slack. And uh, he's like, someone was like, I'm debating this forward, this forward and this forward. And it was, whatever you know like all the sort of forwards we're talking about wilson or solanke or darwin i would probably put darwin either second or like he would not be my top pick just because i i just get that the sort of unpredictability of him makes me anxious and and that's sort of um Mm -hmm. that's that's where i you know stand with him right now so yeah. yeah all right. So let, let, let's keep going through this this imaginary midfield. It, it's been, it's been good fodder for conversation. So let's let's keep this thing going here. Uh, I have uh, Almiron and Trossard. I put my money where my mouth is. These are two players that I that I would enjoy having on a uh, uh, if I was free hitting this week. Uh, I have De Bruyne and Salah. It's one of the reasons I've gone 11.9 million over budget in this squad. <laughs> is that uh, it? <laughs> so I've got Kane, Holland, De Bruyne, and Salah. But honestly. Um, if I were if I were free hitting this week, or let's say you forgot to use your wild card and you're using it right now, I, I would really try to have those four players. I mean, I, I suppose we could get it a you know if there, if there was a leak that um, uh, Holland wasn't starting again, which I, I don't know why that would happen uh, unless he reaggravated you know some problem and Alvarez was in or whatever. Or they if they both started together, that would be another move. Like if Alvarez starts this week, boom, easy move for me. I'll, I'll just go Mitro to... Because uh, they are the early match, so we, we get we get to relive this drama once Nightmare. again, Brandon. This this yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so anyway, I, I have those. I have Almiron, Trossard, De Bruyne, Asala, and then I have Martinelli. And if this were a real team that I was putting together, I guess the question would be: Do you start Martinelli, play Wolves away, or do you start Solanke? Uh, who? Uh, let's see, Bournemouth host Everton. I think you can make a case for for either player, honestly. Uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Martinelli is so fun. I, he, hmm. it's it's just like, I don't know. I mean, he really should have had an assist today, too. I mean, Gabriel Jesus. That would have been like, that would have been a goal they showed for years. Like, it would have been like that <laughs> Grealish goal. Like, everything was so good about yeah. that goal.
3: You remember that Jack Grealish, Olivier Giroud goal, uh, where they, they uh, almost kissed when they celebrated? Uh, it was like, oh every member of the arsenal squad backheeled it until um, jack wilshire did I say jack wilshire jack, jack Wilcher, uh, laid it in i think that was against norwich city maybe
2: great that was, goal that was an all time well yeah you and i watched that together i saw that it would work yes. and in we Brooklyn. kissed we did everybody kissed everybody <laughs> was kissing everybody <laughs> after that happened um,
3: yeah and, I, I, in this yeah. situation i wonder about uh, i i think you bench uh Solonky. Everton have not been great on the road, but I, I do think that they're among the more organized teams. Yeah. Like that seems to be the focus of Lampard. Is like let's keep try to keep it tight here, here lads. But uh yeah, yeah I'm very curious. I, I agree with what you're saying. You know, form fixtures, etc. There is no better form than I don't know. Maybe the only person in better form than Elmeron is Kieran Trippier. Uh, but you have to still play Almiron. He's playing at home, even though you yep. you youth you think traditionally of Chelsea as a top top six. You 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 already sort of like gave all the reasons why Chelsea is not uh shouldn't factor too heavily into your fantasy decisions right now. So I think Almiron plays, Martinelli uh plays. So that that that's what makes it interesting yeah. to bring in Solanke if you don't even want to play him.
2: Is Havertz the new uh the new Ozil? Where it's I, I I as not I'm not a Chelsea supporter. I watch a fair amount of Chelsea just for fantasy related reasons. A lot, a lot of, I feel like I've watched like virtually every match they played this year. I feel like I don't get why Havertz is the one untouchable player in that squad, and uh, I, and it must be that it's like the past that I that doesn't show up on TV or something like that, right? Because I just feel like I just feel oh, like I see him out. not. I feel like I see him not doing the things that you would want a world class attacker to do and it's sort of i don't know uh it's it's more like it's like, different That's different at him. least ozil
3: when ozil was going through his like the end days at arsenal at least when ozil was on the ball you saw these beautiful touches and you saw the elegant yeah. player that he was uh with havertz <laughs> when he's on the ball you don't see him do anything um i mean he's only yeah. elegant when he's when he's running without the ball i think i Chelsea's problem is they bought all these players. This is a continuation of the Timo werner Havertz thing. They continue to buy these players who just aren't good fits. Aubameyang, disaster. Raheem Sterling in no form or confidence at all. I think Havertz keeps playing because uh, Potters doesn't know what's going to work. So he has to just keep throwing guys out there. I mean, maybe play
2: Pulisic a bit more, but it's all a little lightweight. But he he's he frustrates when he's out there too. I mean, I, I want him to be Mm-mm. brilliant because obviously, I, you know, him at his best is going to be what you know propels us forward in the in the World Cup. Should we be so lucky to do so? But uh, he gets out there and it's he's not. He came on as a sub late in today's match. I can't remember if he touched the ball, the final 20 mm-hmm. minutes of that match, it was just, you know, I mean, Arsenal destroyed that is like, that's about as a one sided as a one nil gets. I mean, it was, it really was a, I don't want to
3: be a, a, a homer because I've, I've been with, I've been holding on to Saliba like white knuckled, Um, <laughs> but that was one of the more incredible center back performances He's I've great. seen this season. There was a moment where I think it was Broja, where Saliba jumps up the line to get Broja offside before the linesman yeah. puts up his flag. So then has to chase Broja down and tackle yeah. him <laughs> quite <Yeah>. easily. Honestly, <laughs> his yeah. athleticism is, and his brain is incredible. He's great.
2: He's a, a true bonus point, Matt. I mean, he's, he's the next, like, but bo- like doesn't need a goal to just like, if they keep a clean sheet, yeah. he's going to get bonus. But I think it's two weeks in a row that that's, that's happened with him. I think, um, In some ways, I actually think that the can they top Man City conversation is distracting or detracting a little bit from how well put together this Arsenal team feels right now. Like it's it's a very stable lineup outside of that Mm -hmm. left back spot, which they've had some had some injuries. But otherwise, it's like it all clicks like it makes Mm -hmm. it makes sense. The whole thing makes sense. And you absolutely can see the way that Saka and uh, Martinelli just, you know, drive their sides. I, I, I'm i actually surprised they don't run a little bit more through Sokka. I mean, Martinelli, is, it feels like he's much more the the focal point, honestly, in that attack. And I, you know, I'd be curious, like, how many passes they both have, like, or how many they, they average yeah. per match. Um, I don't have that handy. But, it, you know, it it feels like it's – whereas Sokka is more like the kind of release valve, right? Or he's sort of yeah. – um, I think you know, he, because he it's because Martinelli's
3: faster and they can – like, they can – he can stretch the – play a little bit more that's my theory yeah. i wonder if arsenal is like my fantasy team pre-wild card where arsenal will finish the season really yeah. well over the summer it's going to be like all right what do we need to do to make yep. the next step to win the title yeah. and they're going to yeah. come back next season try to work uh i don't know like uh I don't know, Skamaka into the number nine. And right. it's all, yeah. all going to fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, it, yeah. I agree with you. It's like, it's like almost too perfect, but they're going to screw it up when they try to level up.
2: If Ben White could shoot, they'd be winning. Their their goal difference would be a lot better. It's crazy <laughs> yeah. that, like, at this point, everyone just, like, just, like, backs off when he's got the ball, right? I mean, it, it's <laughs> yeah. sort of, like, he, they know he's not going to score um, but he's, he, even though he's, he's actually been, he's been terrific too. The whole team, you know, do you think that Sokka, um, corner would have gone in by itself if Gabriel yeah. had touched it? I saw
3: an angle where I thought, mm, post, is that, is that hitting the post? So That's what I was know. thinking too.
2: Could, it could be that thing The the you know, some of the best goals, the ones where it hits the post and then kind of like and it... ricochets and hits the other one in it, but you know, but it's, but it's in, you know, it's, I don't know. It's that is sheer comedy though? I the that that ball eluding every single Chelsea and I don't mean to go in on Chelsea here, but that ball eluding every single Chelsea defender, and then Kukurea just standing stock still, just man marking uh it was a granite Jaca, just doesn't move the entire time until it, it, the goal is scored. He does not move once.
3: You, you know that clip of uh, Pirlo when he was at NYCFC and he's marking yes. that corner and he's yeah. just standing on the post and the goal goes in and it's like... A cup Pirlo of coffee
2: is, in his hand. Yeah, He doesn't even know where he is.
3: <laughs> that was that was strong Pirlo energy there. I mean, yeah, that is what yeah. Mendy brings you as a goalkeeper. Like, guys, uh, he's, <laughs> I, you he, so he you, flounders. Your
2: cap sure. of bitterness is going to... Uh, it's going to uh, spill over. All right, Is let's get back. Could, yeah, let's, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 <laughs> take me off the goalkeeper rant. Stop me from that. Smart. All
2: right, and then uh, the back line. It's uh, there's there are, there are plenty of options again because because the top squads all have such good fixtures. So Cancelo, I I, I guess he he lucks out because he gets the the red card at the perfect time. Uh, actually, worked out great for him. He gets a seventy minute rest uh, during a match, and uh, I couldn't be happier, then, Josh. Yeah, and then because of the Carabao Cup uh, that takes place at Midweek, See, I'm starting to use your your Care about uh, Good, I'm glad it's catching on. Good. The the Care about Cup, uh, he that that gets to be his when his red card suspension is served. I'm sure Pep was going to play him a full 90 minutes in that match. Uh, so now mm-hmm. he is he is fresh and ready to go for that for that Brentford match, uh, well rested. Uh, and I can so, tell you
3: who's going to play 90 yeah. minutes in that Care about Cup match, and that's Philip Foden. Uh, <laughs> he, is,
2: he, yeah, he's gonna play ninety minutes extra. There could be thirty minutes of extra time. He's gonna play all of it. It's just you know that
3: uh, what's that uh, the space prison that pane of glass that the bad guys are trapped inside of oh, in Superman two, two, yeah, yeah. That's
2: yeah, what yeah.
3: Phil. That's what Foden's doing <laughs> right now. He's trapped in that glass in some sort of limbo nobody space. understands
2: what's happening with him. It's it's I don't know. It's he played ninety minutes in a in a dead rubber Champions League match and then gets I don't know. It's just. It's just weird. All right, so I've got him. Uh, I have Robertson over Trent, maybe the one slightly controversial uh, move here in my I-could-spend-any-amount-of-money team that I put together. But why am I getting Trent? Like, what's the... Is it just that, you know... I mean, his, historically, he's just been so good that we just have to kind of always bring him in if we can. Like, I it's he's incredibly frustrating this year. And he just defensively is like a, he was never this catastrophic. I it, this is, this is a new level for him. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So, I mean, but I feel like getting somebody from this Liverpool you can honestly bring in Van Dyke if you want, like getting somebody from this Liverpool defense for the Brentford match, I think makes some sense, even though Ivan Tony is destined to score uh, and assist in that match. Well
3: Liverpool feels, Liverpool plays Southampton, yeah. just to be just to be clear about that. So Oh right, right. Of course
2: yeah. I am confusing Man City because I was just talking about Man City and, and Kinsella. Yes. Of course, Liverpool plays Southampton. Yeah, so no, actually there's there's no way that well so then, don't have a management. Sometimes you get the you do sometimes get the uh it's like the Villa when Villa scored. I mean sure. I Bailey Bailey, Bailey and Gerrard must have absolutely hated each other because Bailey has been out of his yeah. mind ever since uh yeah. ever since gerard left uh so i think that you get the um you might get the actually we really needed him to leave bump from southampton <laughs> i don't think this is like a nine nil match I, I think this is like so i think southampton play there's like enough pride here and i, I don't they don't really have enough players who are leaving for england or, or mm-hmm. i mean who are leaving for the world cup that, that like i think that they're going to have one, one you know, kind of foot out the door or whatever. That's actually an interesting thing to think about, you know, what what clubs. I mean, to me, like, I wonder if, it, if it's not for the World Cup, does Mitra play um, in this match? Hmm. Could we see mm-hmm. anybody? I mean, I think ultimately every Premier League fixture is so important that I don't, I don't really think we see, like, a lot of players just – just. maybe it's like if, if somebody's 75%, you just don't play them. Right. But I think I don't think we're going to see a lot of healthy players that just don't play in this match because it's a week before the World Cup. What do you think?
3: Well, that would be another vote for Trossard, right? You were saying Emmy Martinez was complaining in the press like I can't play all these matches because I am the star of the Argentina national team and I have to be ready.
2: (laughs) Me alone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So if Jed Steer is in goal for Aston Villa in 16, then uh, Brighton are going to light him up. We'll see about that. But. I don't expect to see a ton of rotation, I think. These players, ultimately, like as anxiety-ridden as they may be about the World Cup, they, they love their clubs. They'll want to do right. They'll want to go out on a high note, yeah. uh, especially yeah. um, clubs who are jockeying for table position. If Arsenal, yeah. City, Spurs having lost to Liverpool. It's, it's uh, as important, too, to have yeah. some better sense of your table position going into this long, extended break.
2: Yeah, I mean, if if Arsenal weren't doing this well this year, it would be, we'd be in a crazy spot right now, where basically, I guess Newcastle are up there remarkably as well, right? Newcastle are now yeah. in third place. They're only five behind Man City. That is with an extra match. I haven't been played, however. Uh, whereas Arsenal, I mean, just incredible. 11-1-1. It's, you, I think, like, you know... You, you, I don't know. I feel like we're talking about a lot of non fantasy stuff right here, and I think I think partially it's because I'm excited about the World Cup, and I, it's sort of, it's like a, there's like a kind of a feeling of finality to the first half of this of this season, right? It's sort of, uh, especially I think because the fixtures are so good for the top clubs, this doesn't really feel like a great spot to tear down, and so um, in some ways it's a, it's a it's a week where you can kind of have fun and just maybe mm-hmm. like focus on one, unless we get like a major injury this week, focus on one little transfer, one little thing that you can you can do mm-hmm. to your squad. Um, so anyway, I've got um, Kinsella. I've got Rabo over Trent. Maybe just to punish Trent. You know, I'm, I'm not planning <laughs> to bring either either Fair one enough. in. Uh, Kieran Trippier, the one essential player uh, that should be in everybody's squad, and then uh, even getting subbed before the the goal was conceded uh, hurt me as a Botman owner, but uh, I uh, was still uh, it was like that guy's just got like the golden touch right now. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ben White, but I think you're right. White, Saliba, anybody. I, I think that Arsenal do keep a clean sheet away to Wolves, so I think there's. Um, you could, that actually would be a good spot. I think where you could, you could try to target somebody if you're looking to, um, make a move this week and you're like, I like my forwards, I like my midfielders. Someone like Ben White is only 4.5 million. Almost anybody can bring him in. And so if you've mm-hmm. got like a, you know, an, a gay here an Anderson or something like that, um, that might be, um, you know any number of Crystal Palace defenders you can consider. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, Speaking <laughs> of people who need to be punished,
3: uh, I think yeah. Palace defense is, is chief among them.
2: Yeah, he got 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 lucky with that. and that Antonio, usually those ones don't get don't get rescinded. But Antonio, I think uh, Antonio died just a little, a little bit, bit too egregiously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, for my keeper, I've got Allison uh, in in goal. Uh, just again, this is just kind of a fun. Uh, this the, the, that was a fun one. That that was a for me pick, Brandon. Uh, mm-hmm. I already had I already had three Man City, so I couldn't uh I couldn't go with Ederson. And I think you can make a case for Ramsdale as well. I think Ramsdale would be a good a good option. Um, maybe I don't actually suddenly trust. Liverpool's defense enough to be doubled up on them so in fact I I will go so far as to say now that I think about it for a second Brandon (laughs) that I would not if you were on a free hit or doing a one-week wild card uh, I would not advocate for having two Liverpool defenders that's my resolved yeah
3: yeah I but but then where do you go because the uh, the clean sheets are gonna be a little tricky maybe Spurs hosting leads. Leads are have, are not great, but you they scored four you know, goals. Yeah, uh, yeah, the one thing they do well is 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 score, and Spurs um, have been a little creaky defensively. So that's that's tricky. I mean, if you can afford it, I I like the idea of going with a team like Liverpool. That just they're just solid and professional. I want to see some professional defenders out there yeah. in our fantasy teams yeah. this weekend.
2: Yeah. It does feel like maybe they've turned. I mean, I, I don't know. Every time we think they've turned a corner, they like lose to yes. Leeds the next week or whatever. Or God, South Jesse South Marsh, congrats <laughs> to him. My goodness, what a season. He is. Yeah. It is a true roller coaster following this lead season from afar. They have had some incredible wins, these dramatic matches, and yeah. it's like it fits his personality so well. Like he's just there's almost no no managers better right now. He's so American. It's just like he knows the cameras yeah. on him, right? It's it's, it's, it's great. like
3: how Happy Gilmore <laughs> plays golf is how he manages. He's just like
2: I, I'm into it. I mean, they've got they're they're up to twelfth suddenly. I mean, granted, it's like very it's very close. I mean, the difference between twelfth place and 20th is five points uh but Mm -hmm. still they are they are in 12 and uh and and, yeah more power tim and i and they're, they're they're kind of a fun team i mean rodrigo continues to continues to impress as well um all right and then just one one final i wanted to just highlight a couple of um Low ownership options, you know, if you're trying to be a little bit different, again, I think it's a slightly tricky week. But I'm just going to run through a couple of these real quick, Brandon. You can tell me if I you mm. feel like I'm missing anybody. Sure. Uh, when it comes to defenders, I, you know, and I don't want to repeat myself too much because we talked about a lot of this up front. But you know, the Liverpool defenders all have super low ownership percentages at the moment, right? They've kind of across the board. So if you have the money to bring in a Liverpool defender, it's probably – A very good pick, as long as you only get one, as I've noticed. Uh, But uh, you also have the advantage of they're they're kind of like differential picks this week too. They have, you know, I I think kind of across the board. I mean, obviously, it depends on their their effective ownership, right? Like, how many people actually like have them like in your in your kind of rank band uh, is Mm going to vary a little bit. It's kind of the way like Gabriel Jesus is still sixty percent owned in the game, but it's you know I think it's closer to fifteen or twenty percent if you're looking at the top hundred k. It's you know just significantly lower i trent may be higher owned when you get up into like the four millions or or something like that but um anyway all right so the liverpool defenders i think make some sense uh we talked about Perisic already i think he's likely to start up front again we should have some more news on that uh later this week Uh, when it comes to midfielders um zaha is streaky so you could you certainly could consider him especially on a one-week punt uh i just i will not be doing that myself he's on josh landon's ban list but uh i i felt you know legally i'm obligated to to tout him as an option here brandon Fair. uh and if you uh you know if money is tight and you're looking for uh, somebody inexpensive i think that as uh, a is um a great cheap option as well uh it feel like he feels like he's just uh putting together, like, a pretty uh, – ultimately, like, a fairly consistent season. Um, and you can get him for – what is his price at right now? He's available for $5.7 million. So, you know, you can get him for cheap. It's – what is he up to now? I mean, it's only two goals and three assists, but um, I think, you know, two goals and one assist have been clustered in the last few game weeks. And I just like him. I like SA. I'm a, I'm a fan, Brandon.
3: Yeah, I like him too. He's uh, he's in that uh, Elmiron price bracket. So I feel like coming back yeah. from the World Cup – it's going to be a bonanza of cheap midfielders you're going to love having, whether it's Almiron, Bailey, Pereira, Eze as well. I think that his goal assist tally definitely gets higher. I mean, on the more expensive side, I do think Kulusevsky... uh, So Spurs play Forest on Wednesday, and I'll be interested to see if Kulu starts and or comes on and plays minutes as a sub. I'd like to just see him do play some minutes midweek uh, just yep. to make me feel more confident that he would start on the weekend. But I think that he is a great one, one week punt. And then you have Madison here, which I, did you see this clip after the, uh, after the Lester Everton match, it was Yuri T. lemons and James Madison. And the interviewer says now Madison, you were clearly by far and away the player of the match and you can see on the side of the screen, Telemans rolls his eyes and is like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, so I didn't see that.
3: <laughs> some Lester faithful um, are making the case that Yuri thinks it's it's he's he's showing uh, support for Madison. That's crazy that he's not a shoe in for the England World Cup squad. Uh, <laughs> but I did think that mm. was hilarious. Or if you're Telemans, you're just sick and tired of everyone just. Um, praising james madison but he's been great he has been great yeah. two assists
2: against everton great. i think he's a fun pick i love i love the, the Lemon's word you know he's like the the souped up Dewsbury hall you know only scores rollies but he does it <laughs> <laughs> a little a little more often mm-hmm. we um, have a Dewsbury hall but we can make him better uh yeah Telemans. exactly what if yeah exactly <laughs> um and so i think that uh, matt but madison away to a leaky west ham i think that's that's definitely an option I mean that uh, yeah just a, that's a tough loss for them today uh, and then uh, maybe not worth the transfer in and of itself but I think Pereira is definitely startable this week I think uh, Pereira you know uh, uh, they're hosting man United uh, man United without Dallow I'm not sure how much that really impacts their, their kind of clean sheet potential but um yeah I think that there's you know maybe a, a case that you could make you could make for um, just starting Pereira. I mean honestly this guy like it's just been incredibly consistent. Uh, two goals and, and five assists on the season uh, on pens without Mitchell on the pitch, which I that that's that was news to me, and so that was kind mm-hmm. of interesting as well. So yeah, maybe especially if um, you know I did start him for the West Ham match when he scored, and Mitchell was out for that one too. And uh, you know I, I think if if we don't have Mitchell, maybe he's even more appealing as a as a starter option. I agree. Yeah,
3: Manchester United, no big shakes. I'm. I've still got Rashford. I'm interested to see if he can do anything against the Fulham defense, but it is the season of the home team more than any other. And I, I like Fulham having a bit of an edge here.
2: And then forwards, uh, Darwin and Solanke, who we've talked about already, are both sub 10% owned. Uh, and then, uh, I'll throw them out there. I mean, I kind of like, it's kind of like Zaha, you know, buyer beware, but Jesus always has the potential for a really big game mm-hmm. week. And, Uh, it's just sort of whether you want to gamble on it or not but it's like it it would not shock me at all if Jesus had like one of those 19 point kind of game weeks this week where it's just sort of everything all of these recent near misses don't uh, you know, whatever they—they they don't. This time they actually—he actually connects, and it, you know he actually picks up a, you know, a, a hat trick or something like that. So I mean, it's just me like totally speculating, but I feel like I feel yeah. like he's overdue to like actually convert on some of these big chances, and so uh, it wouldn't shock me if it happened against you know in this Wolves match.
3: Yeah, I don't know exactly what the deal is with the Brazil team. Like, how competitive is the number nine position in that starting eleven? And as yeah. Jesus or players in similar situations, are, do they feel like they're going to have to shoot the lights out uh, yeah. in this final club match before the World Cup to try and impress their national team managers?
2: Yeah, and they, I know that they're starting to release final squads, but I don't think that's across the board done yet, right? Like like the U.S. No. men, do we, we don't have a final squad for them yet, do we? I don't think so, no. Yeah, I don't think so. I feel like we. I feel like I would know that if it, if it had already come out. You know, just uh, yeah. someone would have texted me. Okay, I. <laughs> I should know. Uh, anyway, anyway, all right. Well, that is that's your pod this week. Thanks for listening. It's uh, so we're not. You know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll be potting next weekend, and uh, we'll be talking more in that pod about our World Cup plans. Uh, so if you. Like the Always Cheating podcast, uh, get ready for a lot more of it. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. We're, there's, there's, we're launching a bold new Always Cheating experiment, which we'll tell you more about next week. So, um, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, that would be terrific we'd really appreciate it you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating to do so uh, thanks again to this week's new supporters and uh, thanks as always to our producer patrons by the way brandon our, our new producer patrons no one louise um there was a birthday party i didn't i didn't go to this party which makes me mm. a little sad but uh, mm-hmm. at the party this is a party for six-year-olds first grade party <laughs> louise wore the mm. always cheating producer shirt to the party incredible Isn't that incredible yeah, yeah, I mean, just always cheating in the <laughs> wild. It's great. It was uh, very yeah, excited the, about the that. kid
3: it's it's for the children. Always cheating. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh well well, thanks to Noah and Louise, who are our producers, and to our other producers. Thank you to Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, to Big Gaffer, Bobas Coon, James Holland, Dave Wegner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus, Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerley, Mikey Uong, Shiv Majoria, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Schauer, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Vulgar Paulson Krueger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shalyn F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Robert Morales, and Thomas Tislov. Rate, review, subscribe to Always Cheating. Wherever you get your podcast, follow us on Twitter, at Hell Cheaters, Instagram, at HellCheaters. Don't follow us on Facebook, you won't enjoy that experience, I can guarantee you, we're there. Yeah, oh, true. we're there. But Just I'm, take it I'm off. promising yeah, exactly. you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and all this information is available at our website, alwayscheating.com. Josh, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, talking World Cup with you. Um, and honestly, I couldn't be. I, I'm, I might be more excited to reset my squad, my FPL squad, during this break. So uh, more, more, more excitement to come. For sure. All right. Well, thanks, everybody,
2: and good luck in Game Week 16.